See Beyond Where You Are with C. Bond. Welcome back to the final part of Through the Pain. The last podcast, I ended talking about going to the hospital. As I stated, I was in so much pain that my husband called the ambulance to take me to the hospital. As a matter of fact, when the ambulance came, I was still on the floor in my pajamas, well, in a pair of pajama pants, an oversized t-shirt, socks the little fuzzy kind that did not match with the hair bonnet on my head. Remember, I just gotten out of bed. The ambulance drivers, a male and a female, were not able to take me outside on the stretcher, so they had to call the fire department, the fire paramedics. The paramedics come, I'm on the floor, I'm still crying, but I will say that although I'm in pain and I'm crying, Everyone is being so nice and so sensitive to my plight. They're telling each other or just stating that they've went through it or they knew someone who went through it, their sister, their wives, or they themselves went through this and how painful it could be. So because of that, they are dealing with me in such a gentle way. Now I'm still crying, I'm still hurting, but I'm so aware of this. So they get this chair and they have to get me off the floor and they say to me, Okay, Mrs. Bond, this is going to hurt, but we need you to take a deep breath and then let it out. So I take this deep breath and they pick me about the floor as quickly as they could and put me in the chair and I just screamed. I have never hurt like that in my life. I almost passed out. So they take me down the stairs in this chair. Then they have to transfer me from the chair to the stretcher, to the bed once we're outside. So again, I got to take a deep breath. They have to lift me and put me in the bed. They do it again, and I scream again. And mind you, I've not stopped crying. They get me in the ambulance. My husband tells them where he wants them to take me. It's about a 30-minute drive, but this is where all my doctors are. I get in the ambulance. Um, The paramedic gets in, and he's just so sympathetic to my situation. The female um, ambulance driver is telling me, okay, I'm going to give you an IV. She says, I'm going to do this so that once you get to the hospital, it will be easier. Everything they did was beneficial to me. And I know that's how it's supposed to be, but sometimes when you feel vulnerable, like I was feeling, I couldn't get off the floor. I hadn't had time to brush my teeth, comb my hair, change my clothes. I was feeling vulnerable. And that's all I could think about in my head. I'm, I'm vulnerable. I can't do anything for myself right now. My husband is going to ride in the car to meet me at the hospital, so I'm really feeling vulnerable. We arrive at the hospital, and by this time, my husband has gotten there. They explain to my husband and the uh, ambulance drivers that it would be about a five-minute wait. Well, I will honestly say it didn't take long. It wasn't even five minutes. In about a minute or so, a young lady comes out, And she whizzed me around and finds me a room 
the nurse comes in and she says, the doctor will be with you in just a moment. And before she could walk out of the room, here comes the doctor. Me and my husband explained to him what's going on. I'm crying so bad. Most, it's most of my husband talking. And he says to me, I'm going to take care of you. And he says, he tells me what he's going to give me. I tell them I already have an IV. And the nurse says, oh, that is so good. That's the best thing the ambulance driver could have done. Now, remember, the ambulance driver told me, I'm going to give you an IV. And this is going to be the best thing that I can do for you. I can't remember her name. And I cannot remember the male ambulance driver's name. But I will say they were the best caregivers that I could have imagined meeting. As much pain as I was in and as vulnerable as I felt, I felt safe being with them. So anyway, the doctor tells me what he's ordered. It comes back in. The nurse gives me the shot and I'm still crying, but I begin to feel some relief. And before you know it, I am, you know, getting drowsy. I'm not sleepy. I'm still hurting, but not as bad. It's like it's taking the, the, the extreme pain away, but I'm still in pain. A couple of hours go by and the doctor comes back in. And he says to me, how are you feeling? And I say, I told him, I said, I'm still hurting. I'm not hurting as bad as I was. My leg is still hurting. It still hurts even if I try to move it. So he tells me I'm going to give you a second round of medication and it should help you a little bit more, which it did. Maybe another hour or so go by and the doctor comes back in and he says to me, I am not trying to kick you out of the hospital. I'm going to let you tell me when you are ready to leave. When I tell you it touched my heart, now I'm about to cry for a whole different reason. And that reason was because of the compassion that everyone had shown me, because of the sympathy and the, the care that they gave me. And I, can, and I could see that it was genuine in everyone that I met. Well, I eventually leave the hospital. I let them know when I'm ready to go. I leave. I come home. They give me medication. And the next day, I'm supposed to go to physical therapy. I called and counseled. I, I couldn't make it. I was hurting too bad. Even with the medication that they gave me to take home, I was hurting. I was hurting badly. So I decided to call a doctor that I knew, a chiropractic doctor, a natural doctor that I had been uh, seeing for some years now to get an appointment to see her. And I call the uh, practice and I give them my name and I ask if I could see her. And the man that answered the phone told her who I was and told her that I sounded like I was just really in pain. And she said to come immediately. I went. I was so grateful for her seeing me. I get there. My husband parks in front of the, in front of the uh, practice. They come to the door and they meet me and they get me out of the car because I could not get out of the car by myself. So over the next couple of days, I was going to the chiropractor every day, just about, because I was hurting so bad. By this time, the chiropractor's got me in traction in my back. Um, she's been working on my leg. And trust me, it was not easy. It was painful. Every time I went to the chiropractor, I was in pain. Everything that she did hurt. I was in misery, but she kept working on me. 
it got to the point where now, at this present time, I'm going once a week. But I want to talk about the level of care that she gave me, that she gives me, actually. There was one day I was supposed to go to the chiropractor, and it was on a Wednesday. I woke up that morning. I had no more pain medication, and I was just, and I hadn't been asleep in about five days. I was not having it. I was not having it. I wasn't going to the chiropractor. I wasn't going anywhere. My husband kept trying to coax me to go, and I said, no. I flat out refused to move. So I called my um, doctor, told him what was going on. He prescribed the medication. My husband had to go pick up the prescription, take the, take the prescription to get filled, and then bring it back. But I knew that once I started taking that medication, I would feel some relief. And I did. So that day I did not go to the chiropractor like I was supposed to because I refused to go because I was in pain. Later that night, or later that evening rather, I had my, asked my husband to call the doctor, my chiropractor, and let her know why I didn't come. I was just in too much pain to go. The office calls back and says, no, she wants to see you today. It doesn't matter what time, she wants to see you this evening because she doesn't want to undo any of the progress you all are making. So I said, okay, I'm in pajamas again. I have on house shoes this time. I still have a bonnet on my head and I had on another t-shirt. Now, the practice closes at five. It's already after six. By the time I get to the practice, it's about 6.45 or close to seven o'clock. She's still waiting. I get in, I get there, my husband pull up to the curb, they come out of the practice, gets me, takes me by the arm, and helps me get inside. Well, she took care of me. By the time I leave, it's like 7.40, 7.45. I said, thank you so much for seeing me and for staying late to see me. And she said, of course. She said, I care about my patients. As she said it, and just thinking about what she had just done, I knew she meant what she said. And I was grateful for that. I was grateful, still am grateful for her care. So where am I now? I can tell you that I'm still in pain. Since January the 1st, I have been in some type of pain every single day. Am I making progress? Yes. My leg, the one that hurts all the time? Well, today, as I was on the chiropractic table, she did some things with my leg that I would have thought I would have screamed about. That shows how she has been taking care of my leg to get that muscle to relax so that I can stand up straight, so that I can move it and use it like my right leg. I'm grateful for her. I'm grateful for my physical therapist. I'm grateful for the doctors and the nurse at the hospital. I'm grateful for the paramedics. I'm grateful for the ambulance drivers. And I'm grateful for my husband. I know that even though I was in pain, God allowed me to be in the best of care. They were concerned about me getting the care that I needed. I'm grateful. Through this situation, I had to learn how to see beyond where I was. And I can tell you the only thing that really helped me stay focused, that kept me focused on God and not the situation, was prayer. 
It was prayer. It was listening to gospel songs. It was reminding myself that God, that Jesus Christ is a healer. And although I'm in pain, even right now, it's not as bad as it was before. I wanted you to know why I was inconsistent last year. But I also want you to know more importantly that no matter what you face this year, you're not alone. I may never meet you personally, and this may be years before you even hear this message, but you're not alone. You have people like me praying for you. You have people like the doctors and the paramedics and the ambulance driver that I met that care for you. You're not alone. The pain may be intense, but it's a reason for the intensity. The pain may be intense. My pain is intense. And I choose to let this intense pain bring out the best I can be. You've been listening to See Beyond Where You Are with C. Bond. Until next time, hope is not an illusion. Hope or faith is a way of life.